Hello, 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 and welcome to WDGS on your Anchor FM podcast station. This is your girl, Frida. I am your host, here to bring you the most of what did God say. Today, 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 I want to bring a topic up about making moves that matters. There are so many things that we can do in this world to make moves that matters. And I believe, and this isn't my belief, and some people may not agree, but I believe that one of the most profound things most people, most people think about when making moves that matter is money. Mm. Making moves that matter is money. But I want to share, in my own opinion, That the most important move that we can make that is profitable and to pursue should be learning. And what you learn, you teach. See, I believe the purpose of learning is to receive everything we receive and also to give. Oh, I hope somebody got that. So learning is about receiving and giving. Now, to build up faith through encouragement and obtain favor from God and become better citizens while we are on this earth, then the most important move we should be making in learning is what did God say? Did you get that? What did God say? This is what we should be learning. The word of God says, take my yoke and learn of me. Now I want to speak to those who are believers and those who are potential believers. And this mentorship message today, what I want to talk a little bit about is mentoring from a place of learning and the importance of learning. When we talk about from the biblical perspective and foundation, there is a scripture in the word that says, God's throne is in heaven and earth is his footstool. What does that mean? Well, in my opinion, first, I believe we should be making moves that matter to be in heaven and on earth. Did you get that? I believe I'm learning because if God say heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool, we are to learn about heaven and earth. We should see learning and teaching to be both. When we learn, we are, we are supposed to. And this is in my opinion again. When we learn, we are supposed to commit our ways unto teaching. The word of God says, a teaching from Paul. Paul, he had a structure. He had a structure for leaders and he was teaching in the churches. And as being leaders, Paul was teaching how we should be positioned to receive biblical learning and in turn teach to those who were unlearned and lost. Did you get that? Oh, I hope you did. 
our purpose of learning and receiving and giving is in return to teach those who are unlearned and lost. Teaching should not be held and it should not be harbored. And I believe according to the word of God, it should not carry a price tag in the spiritual realm. We should not sit around and be worrying about someone who copies or mimic learning. And I say that because no matter how much people copy and mimic, I hope y'all get this, unless the builder, who is God, build the house, he who labors, labors in vain. What does that mean? That means ill-gotten teaching or learning, ill-gotten, with the wrong motives and intents in man does not promote or bring good prosperity. Oh, my God. Ill-gotten learning with intent to cause mimicking and copying does not promote or bring prosperity. See, the reason I say that is because so many times people will tell me I say too much, I share too much, I give out ideas, and people take them and they run with them. But let me share this with you all, true testimony. I remember some years ago, a person had decided to do a book. And someone said to me that this person was calling me, gleaming from our conversation and writing the book at the same time. And they went on to publish this book, but it did not prosper. Oh, I hope somebody got that. When you do things in an ill-gotten way, because you're seeking gratification of self and you're seeking attention, and it's not about Christ. See, that's why I believe so many people are on the wide road, but they are on the wrong road. So many people are trying to mimic others, but that's not their calling. So many people walk in titles. And so many people walk in a position and a role. And they are not the same people. There are a lot of people who carried the title of a property manager when I was in the business. But in their position, in that title, they were not qualified for the job. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. I'm not going to get too deep in it because I'm working on some things where I'm going to explain more in detail on the fivefold ministries, the duties and the obligation of it. But I just want to make clear when we're making moves that matter, one of the things that I know for certain concerning the fivefold ministry is that a lot of people don't understand the difference between a role and a title. The difference between the title of a pastor, a bishop, apostle, and some people even say a reverend. But see, reverend is not a biblical position. The word of God say reverence no man. There are no reverence 
of a reverence in the Bible. But 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 we're gonna put a pin in that right there. See, because what what people seem to not understand, a disciple is a follower of Jesus or a believer in the process of learning and being taught. Oh, I hope somebody got that. When you are a true disciple of Jesus, and if you are a believer of Jesus, then the process of learning and being taught should be your role. Your job description. Teaching should not be held a harbor. Because unless the builder build the house, he who labors, the Bible say labors in vain. What does that mean? That's back to the ill-gotten teaching or learning in man does not, and I repeat, does not promote us or necessarily bring us prosperity and if we receive it a lot of time people don't keep it when we give out and we're looking and expecting a return from man our labor in working is in vi and vain now when I say vi v-i-e I want to tell you what vi means vi means when you are incomplete eagerly You are completely eager with someone else in order to do or achieve something to get recognition above them. Ooh, did you get that definition? V-I-E, V-I. You are a person who trying to rush and eagerly do something in order to achieve something above somebody else. Now, let me break down vain. Because I said, if you build a house, and if you don't build it the right way, then your labor is in vain. So, what does in vain mean? In vain means having or showing an excessively high opinion of your appearance, your abilities, your work, or producing results that have no meaning of fulfillment. My God. When you do that, work in vain. We can do all kind of work and we will never be fulfilled except we understand why are we building. We're building for the kingdom. We're not building for competition, but the kingdom. We're not building to to be one above the other or recognition above the other, but we're building for the kingdom. When, When you copy people, you lose your own focus of your own plan and purpose. And that can that can allow you. To get off the blueprints of Christ. Oh, I hope somebody got that. That can allow you to get off the blueprint of Christ. It does not mean that you may not even prosper. It don't mean you may not receive favor. But you will not be able to draw men based on drawing money. Oh, I hope somebody got that. We should be exemplified through following the blueprint of Jesus. 
And this is what the Bible says. In order to have perfect ministry during Jesus' time on earth, when we say, listen to this now, when we say Jesus lives in us and through us and people will declare, I'm saved and I'm sanctified and and, 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 and then they're living is not in the full embodiment of the things that Jesus represent. When your living is not based upon the full embodiment of what Jesus represent. Therefore, we have been called to live as Jesus said. That's why the scripture said, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. We're not following Christ's blueprint when we are trying so hard to mimic somebody else's blueprint. Oh, my God. Jesus was our living example. And that's in Philippians 2, verse, verse 5 through 11. See, when it said, let this mind be in you that is in Christ Jesus, it didn't say try to get in my head and let the mind of Alfreda be in you, a sister, sicker wicked, a mother banana, a prophetess, a prophet, grapefruit, a deacon peanut oil, who be sliding all over the place, or Dr. Doolittle. If you forgot how to talk, to people you will talk better to an animal than people that's what I call Dr. Doolittle people who don't know how to talk to people but you can see if a pet come along they might say oh isn't that a nice doggy but how many people pass your way you don't know if that dog nice you don't know if he'll bite you But how many people pass your way in the synagogues, in the churches, in the marketplace, and you say, oh, that's a nice person. That's what I call them, Dr. Doolittles. (laughs) My God, this message is about making moves that matters. Making moves that matters. And what matters to people over what matters to God it comes from an attitude which is the mindset if someone is proclaiming professing in ministry and I and this is my opinion now and they have been proclaiming and professing the works of their ministry longer than Christ lived on this earth which from my recollection was around 33 years I know it was 30-something. I repeat. Who are they patterning themselves after? Is it Christ? Are you winning souls? If Jesus walked this earth. And do not, I repeat, do not pattern after men. He patterned after his father. And if we have the mind of Christ, then our pattern should be the same as Christ Jesus and not 
after man. We know Jesus didn't pattern himself after man. That's why he people were so confused with his presence. Because he was not stuck in the traditions and the training of men. He listened to his father. He didn't listen to Deacon Grapefruit and Peanut Oil. He asked questions to the disciples. Yes. I'm not saying that we shouldn't follow after people, but what did Christ teach? He said, follow, follow. What did, um, was it John talk? What did follow me as I follow Christ? So I say to people, when I think about people who, 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 who like to name names and they said they are Christians longer than Christ was on this earth. I say shame on you for your bragging rights to name among you. If our growth is indicative on, on a saving grace, we don't need to throw out no dates. Oh, I hope somebody got that. We don't need to throw out no, no dates if our grace for being here is because of God's grace and goodness. You know, I, I, I sometimes I listen. I, I, I don't say anything. But I can't understand sometimes because I look at the scripture. And when the scripture of the Lord said that we are not here by our works I'm just, I'm just telling you what the scriptures say. Sometimes people get bragging rights about their works. It said we are not here because of our works. It said we are here by grace, lest any man should boast. We're talking about when we are walking in these titles and our roles. Why are we walking in them? What gives us bragging rights to name among us? If our growth for everything we know and learn is to give and receive and that the saving grace is not a date, then no one has a date right but a birthright. Oh, I hope somebody got that. None of us have a date right. But a birthright. If God birthed us for purpose and plan, then he already knew. And he shared in his word that that's that's not what we should do. When we study from Ephesians chapter four, it says that therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you are worthy of the vocation wherein ye are called. It said, with all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. That's why my niche is teaching on love. It said, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is only one body and one spirit, even as we are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord one faith and one baptism, one God and Father of all, who was above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace, 
See, did you get that? Every one of us is giving grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. How can I in my right conscience charge you for something that's been given to me as a gift? And like I said, I know people may not agree with me. It said, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, that we back to the throne of heaven. He led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto men. Gifts didn't come from people, people. They came from men. It said, now that he ascends, what is it but that he also descended? That's heaven and earth. We back to that. He said, first into the lower parts of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up from above all heavens. That he might feel all things. Not we of ourselves, people, but it is God. That's why he said, not we of ourselves, but it is the gift. And so many people charging people for a gift. They received of God. That's why I can't get on no bandwagon with a lot of this stuff. I'm going I'm to get deeper into that when I do a study on the fivefold ministries. But I'm telling you, when the word of God says in Ephesians, the fourth chapter, he says some gave some apostles, some, some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and some teaching, teachers. And he gave them to them not for pay. He said for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Until we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Speaking the truth in love. That we may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. And this is why sometimes I have to come boldly before people and enlighten them in things that we have traditionalized, but they are not spiritualized. For it is said in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. By grace, you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. Oh, I hope somebody get this. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Wow. And if you continue to read on in that scripture, it talks about the work, the apostolic work of an apostle. And it talks about then that's when that scripture come and say, we are forever learning, not coming into the knowledge of the truth. Many people misinterpret and, and don't rightly divide the right in that scripture. It was talking about the people in that fivefold ministry who get in these positions and these roles and these titles who are forever learning scripture. But they miss coming into the knowledge of the truth. That's when it says those are the ones. It's not talking about the whole world. It's talking about people who walk in roles and positions in the ministry. That don't come into the knowledge of the real deal and the real truth. Because they be playing, pimping, and pretending from the pulpit. And they be charging people ushering. 
God never said to charge anybody. He said freely give. That's the part of that teaching in that fivefold ministry. When you freely give, that means you're not looking for nothing in return. You're not soliciting people. You give them the free will choice and you teach people how to give. You teach people the proper etiquette of spiritual giving. And I have a hard time accepting money. I'm just talking about me for something that God gave me freely. I much rather let people, that's why I am a 501c3 organization. You donate, you that means you give freely. From no pressure, no pushing, and no coercing. And you give whatever you choose to give. To me, whatever, if it chingles and folds, it's, it's good. It's a blessing. Some people are always looking for what the, the currency that folds. But I receive currency if it chingles and it folds. Because you know what? That's a blessing to me. Because what I gave, I didn't pay for it. It's a gift that was freely given unto me. And like I said, I know people may not agree with me, but I'm just sharing. And I'm just encouraging people to understand there's an accountability for us being living living examples of Christ. There's an accountability for us in patterning ourselves after Jesus, putting on that shield. And having ears to hear. And being able to hear what the Spirit is saying to receive and to give unto the lost and the looking children that desire to be saved. This is true God word. And it's written in the Bible. It's not our freedom word. He said the purpose is for the equipping of the saints that we learn people. For the work of service. To build up Christ, not Christians' ego and reputation and bank accounts, but to build up Christ. And it says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith, the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, and edifying the body of Christ. And he gave some. That's why he gave these positions, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, that we can walk worthy of the vocation in love, endowing to keep the unity of the spirit in peace. And those positions are very important for our homes naturally and spiritually. To keep them from being broken down, torn down, and staying down. Because people have used their words to exploit, to exploit people for usury. To pay their bills, to pay their car notes, their house notes, their credit cards. Listen, if people choose to freely give you to do that, that's a whole different teaching. Embrace it. But when people are pimping and begging 
and soliciting ushery. I'm telling you, my spirit get vexed. And now, nowadays, because it's so prevalent, I really have to be quiet. I really do to avoid breaking peace. I'm trying to keep peace with all men. But one thing I have never been a part of, clickish stuff. Because a lot of it, when you got all these free gifts and you're putting a price tag on it. Now, don't get me wrong. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you uh, write a book, just like me, when I write my books, the people charge me for the print and the paper and everything that curtails putting that book on the platform. But I make no profit more than, and I set my prices. You got to pay for what it costs for them to do the work involved in the book. And how much more overcharge you're going to charge for your profit. And all my proceeds, I have my books linked directly to WDGS. Every single proceed, which is not any proceeds that exceed me benefiting over a dollar and 50 cent or 80 cent, I believe. But all the proceeds go directly. They don't come to my personal account. They don't come to my personal pocket or pocketbook. They all go directly to WDGS mentorship. That way, people who I need to help in the community and the things I need to do to keep WDGS functioning, to be able to help people in the community, that's where all the money filters to. See, because when I came into the mentorship ministry, I came already being supported. That's why this is going to be an in-depth teaching on the five-fold ministries and then the other offices that are held. See, some of these positions, people have offices like a bishop and a deacon. Those are offices and titles. But then it's the difference between those offices and titles than the mandate of the five-fold ministry. And that's why people should not enter in those positions lightly. Recently, someone put a tag of a title of a pastor attached to my name. And I truly had to pray about that because I can share what God said to me. God didn't say to me I was a pastor. When I sought my gifts from God and what gift I operate in, in the fivefold ministry, God say, I call you teacher, not preacher, but teacher, not pastor, but teacher. So I kind of cringe sometimes when people call me Pastor Alfreda because I, I didn't receive that from the Holy Spirit. I look up the titles, I research and I investigate. And God had already told me a while back what my title was in the fivefold, which is teacher. And see, the reason I say that because I teach people whatsoever I go with. 
But sometimes certain positions that people have and they don't understand the full grasp of that position, they will fall short. A young lady, and I tell you why I came to this message. I did an impromptu Bible study last night and we ended up being on the phone until 1 a.m. And we was talking about in the book of Acts, they had a question about the treasury of the queen of Ethiopia, where a Eunice was assigned in that position, in that title over her. So when we begin to explore titles and we begin to study because she has not been accustomed to studying. So we broke down what a Eunice was. But then what what we was coming into the understanding, see, when God spoke to Philip and sent him to the Eunice, the Eunice happened to be sitting there on the chariot reading the book of Isaiah. And he sent Philip to witness to him and he baptized him. And he led him to the repentance of Christ. And then we moved on into chapter, that was in chapter 8. But then we moved on to chapter 9. And then I was beginning to break down and explain because we ran into talking about Paul. And Paul being a persecutor. And then Lord, and, and then God sent Esaias to go to him and lay hands. So we got from there and she was saying, well, why is these people doing different things and God speaking to them? What is their position? And see, when we start talking about Paul, Paul was an apostle. An apostle generally established churches or they come into that apostolic position to cultivate the churches that are already established. And see, that's why I say people walk in some positions, but they in a danger zone. If, if, if you're supposed to do these things and they're not being done and you've been in this title ever since Jesus walked on the earth. And you ain't got no churches under your belt. Technically, oh, my God, I can't get off into what I'm what I'm, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to do a series on the fivefold ministries. Because it it really vexed me sometimes. And I use that word like Peter did in the Bible. So you don't think it's a word that I made up for my own mindset. It's in the Bible. Peter was vexed by some things. And it vexes me when so many people operate in these titles and say they have these positions. But clearly they're really nothing but a role that man gave them. It's a role. R-O-L-E. Because it's not being operated effectively. And see, that's a danger zone because of the word of God. There's a purpose for these positions. And they are not to be entered into lightly. Just because somebody say this what you are. If what you are don't match your walk and your talk. You're out of the ordinance of what the word of God says. Based on chapter 4. In Ephesians. That's all I'm saying. I'm just quoting the scripture. I'm just a messenger and a teacher. Now you don't have to agree with what I'm sharing with you from the Bible. But I go back to what I said. If we are followers of Christ. Then the Bible is our biblical instructional tool. 
So if you want to buck against God, all that does is validate this message. Are we really making moves that matter spiritually? Are we making moves about money? I would like your intake on this. Please give me some feedback on my podcast that we may explore the scripture, not for not for debate. But that that we may explore the truth and that all of our positions, we may have them for the edifying one ye of another under the umbrella of one God, one faith and one baptism. And the Bible says our positions are for the unity. So, you know, in love and peace, can we be on one accord in the unity of why we have these roles and titles and positions. And what are the effective reasons for our learning, our teaching, our giving and receiving from God first and foremost? What are we doing with these gifts that are freely given? Are we using them for earthly profit? Or are we using them for heavenly profit? I don't know and I don't understand and I've never understood church anniversaries, even from a child. I know we used to have them once a year at our church. And I always felt like the anniversaries of the church was just for that, the church. And as time began to evolve, People start making it about peoples. But see, when we came, it was because the storehouse been, had been established for so long. Every year, that first Baptist African-American church was established in my hometown. We would come back as a celebration that the building was still there and people were still coming in to have their lives transformed. Not the pastors, because the pastor that was there when I was a child was Pastor Reed. He passed on. Then Pastor Hand, he gone on. So it should not have ever been for the pastors, but the building that somebody in the fivefold ministry continued to draw people, save people, deliver people, and set people free. But you got people don't want to support a storehouse to stand more than they want to financially support. A human being who's not going to be here always. If we can keep the structure of that building, that's a legacy. That means when one pastor gone, that church is still there to edify and feed other people. That's what it's about in my interpretation. That's why a lot of things I'm not a part of participation. Because I, I, I don't see the scripture in it. I don't need an anniversary. I don't need to keep up with no dates. I hear people talk about the date they got saved and the date they did this and how long they be. Listen, if my word that I've shared from the word is a lie, it comes from the Bible. He say whatever we do, it's a gift from God. Let any man should boast. 
The word of God says it's a gift. And I've never heard nobody saying, I need to pay you for this gift you're giving me. What the purpose of giving the gift? The price was already paid with Christ on Calvary at the cross. The price was paid. And so when he dispersed the spirit of the Holy Ghost into the land, he did that to all men freely. And sometimes I just, I just wonder what part of that do we miss? That doesn't mean people will not give unto your bosom. Because the word of God said, if he be lifted up, he'll draw me in to do that. I don't need to put a price tag on what I'm doing. If it's not, if you ain't buying a t-shirt or a cap or a book, okay, we know we got to charge people for that because we got to pay to get that stuff produced, manufactured, sent, and all that. But I've never put a price on giving what I've learned freely. And I, because I, 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 I got a birthright. That's my date. That's my date to remember. And not the date that God instructed me to do what I'm humbly grateful that because he didn't have to choose me to do this. And I don't get it twisted. God did not have to choose me to be a teacher of his word. So I am humbly grateful. And I dare charge anybody. And whatever they give is for that I may give to help others. Amen. Amen. You all have a beautiful, blessed day in the Lord. And as always, may the blessings from heaven Flow, flow, flow down into your lives and meet all of your needs, even some of the things that you want and desire. And I do hope and pray that this message will, will fester in you and that will, it will awaken you to the real, true Logos of God's word. And that it will humble you to be able to see your walk in the ministry because many of us are ministers that's just people like disciples. We carry the gospel. And if people should be paid for carrying the gospel, then we all should be paid that carry the gospel. It shouldn't be nobody who walk in the vanity of their thinking that feel like they should be paid more than somebody else. Or they should be paid and others shouldn't. Because if we all trying to draw people to Christ... That's a spirit that has been freely given to us is all I'm saying. And I believe that we should freely give it in return. And men would cheerfully give unto our bosoms if we teach people the proper way of giving and sowing seeds in the kingdom. Amen. Amen. You all have a beautiful, blessed day. Check me out on Facebook on Thinking Thursday. We're right now into the mindset. Part three, this coming Thursday, be God's will. Um, we will continue in that. Visit my website at wdgs.org. 
I have an established YouTube page. It's not very active. I will be gradually moving into that arena more active. But pray for me. Pray good prayers for me. Let me say that. Pray good prayers that God will position the people that I need to cultivate WDGS to the next level. I cannot afford to pay people right now. I cannot afford that. But if you have a gift or talent that you're willing to share, especially in technology with WDGS as a love offering, I truly, truly, truly will appreciate you. We're getting ready to launch some new events and fundraisers. So I would love to have someone that has um, knowledge of technology. And I know that's going to be something that it, 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 it doesn't come without a cost. I do respect that. And I do believe that favor and finances, as you volunteer your love, support, and service, will be rewarded. I do believe that. And I speak that. In Jesus' name, for the unity of the body. God blessings flow upon you to meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires. You delight yourself in the Lord, and may you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. Blessings. Good day.